Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If Ryan Poles can go out there with the assets he has this year and add six or seven players to the mix, that are young guys that have years ahead of them that can turn this team around with a couple of strong drafts, then, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens after that. Welcome back to Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I'm David Haw here until 11 o'clock. Usually this is when we are inside the clubhouse, but right now we're taking you inside the trade. The Bears trade with the Carolina Panthers big enough to make a programming adjustment, and that's what we're doing. We're talking Bears, and that was the voice of Tom Thayer earlier this week on the Mullane Haw Show talking about the offseason plan for Ryan Poles, and that brings us to our guest hotline, sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, where we find the Bears radio analyst, a friend of the show, Tom Thayer. Good morning, Tom. Big Dave, how you doing? It's good to talk to you. I'm sorry to take up the baseball time, but yeah, I think there's enough important news that we should talk about it. Well, you know that it's true because this is significant, Tom, and I just wonder your reaction initially Friday when you heard the news about the timing and then the return and then what it says about the Bears' aggressiveness this offseason. Well, I think it allows them to focus their attention specifically because there's been so much conversation about the thought that were the Bears willing to trade Justin Fields to get in the quarterback mix. So what they just did is made a big, bold statement across the NFL landscape that Justin is our guy going forward. We're going to put pieces in place to uh, support his career. And now we're going to make some huge, significant changes on both sides of the football with multiple high round picks that you could change your destination for this upcoming season within one draft and one free agency period. Before we get into some of the specifics about what what the, the Bears will do now and, and where they can move, what is your opinion of D.J. Moore as a number one wide receiver? Is that a fair description of him, or is that a label he has yet to earn? No, you know, I, I think he is he is a legitimate number one. You know, so he's, he's the fifth best in the league with 50 catches at 11.2 yards per catch. My concern is, is 2.9 yards after the catch is yak yards only 182 yards uh, this year after catches. So, I mean, the kid has got, um, you know, outwardly he's got everything he wants. You know, he's not a diva. He's not a you know a high attitude locker room guy. He's super supportive to the quarterback, no matter who's he's who he's played with over the course of his career. I did have a chance to have a long conversation this morning with Ron Rivera 
who was his coach for the first two years in the league. And I, and I, you know, said, I don't, don't give me coach speak. I'm not someone that's talking to you for the first time in our lives. You and I have spent a long time together as friends in the football business and everything. And he, you know, he was shooting the straight. He goes, look, man, this guy is a model number one, a one B receiver. He's great in the locker room. He's super supportive to the rest of his teammates. He's great with his quarterback. He'll be instrumental in the further development of a guy like Justin. So it's nice hearing complimentary things about a guy that you're bringing on board so you don't have to be, you know, sensitive around him in the locker room. You know, is he a temperamental guy that will get offended easily? And that's just not the case with DJ Moore. And, you know, when when you look at him, you know, after five years, you know, 5,201 yards receiver, he would be the all-time Bears leading receiver. You know, if you look at the amount of catches that he, that he has, he would be number one in Bear history. So he's coming aboard a team that's desperate for the, an influence of a wide receiver inside this offense that could make every other L, you know, all the other portions of the game. It could have an effect on Cole Komet. It could have an effect on the running game. And hopefully for, you know, it can benefit Justin the most. There are three things I really like about him. And I think we can talk stylistically what kind of receiver he is, and that will kind of be to be determined in some ways. But I, number one, like the fact that he's 25 years old and he'll yep. turn 26 next month. And this is a guy who – whose arc in his career and his age, it fits within your window ideally of when you plan to be really good again. Secondly, Tom, I think contractually you like the fact that if he is your number one wide receiver, if you have to have a designation, contractually he's very affordable uh, in that marketplace. Three years left on his deal, $52 million. Maybe he'll want to redo it at some point in time, but it doesn't matter. That's a problem for later. The other thing, and I think this is the biggest one, in five seasons I think he's missed two games. This right. is somebody who, who as, as Rivera told you, I mean, he, his profile is he's going to be available on Sunday, and we all know the biggest avail- ability, availability. Yeah, you're right, David. You know, too, is you just look at the confused quarterback uh, position that he's played with since he's been there. You know, it's been up and down. It's been developmental. It's been trades. It's bringing guys in that were on a roster that, you know, didn't really, you know, have a great beginning to their career. So, if you can get consistency from the quarterback position within the same offense, I expect DJ Moore to deliver exactly what he's been delivering for the first five years. And like you just said, durability is the key ingredient here. And if um, Darnell Mooney, you know, gets healthy and he, you know, he's on board by the time training camp starts, if you get Chase Claypool more involved in the OTAs and the, how you can develop your, his role inside this offense throughout the offseason. Gosh, it's it's going to help because it's not, you know, DJ Moore knows he's coming to Chicago, so he'll be able to get everything in place, get, uh, get you know, get on board with all of what you do and required, you know, required when you are changing teams. And um, he can come in here and he can, you know, be a, you know, have a really important role immediately and not something that you know would be a a, a late trade or you know some type of cut move that you bring him in and you hope you can bring him up the snuff in a couple weeks that that's not the case here talking with tom thayer here on the score i'm david haw until 11 o'clock breaking down the big bears trade and tom i think when you look at the bears moving down to nine 
the options are different and the context certainly changes. So if you're Ryan Poles and he you know, convenes a meeting today and his staff is in the room, how do you change the outlook? What are you looking for now at number nine? Is it best player available? Is it addressing the needs you don't address in free agency? Are you willing to trade down again perhaps to maybe accumulate more assets? Um, yeah, I am willing to trade down. We'll put that, you know, first and foremost, if it can give me, you know, more picks in the first and second round, even if that's that's next year included. Um, but if I go out there and, you know, you got the offensive tackle from Northwestern or Jalen Carter is still there, I'm not – I understand what Jalen Carter, what he went through, what he did, the horrific results of some of the actions that took place. But um, – I still have to look at him as a football player. And if you can get a chance to have um, a, uh, just a really integral background check about everything and to see if he can come in here and be a part of your system um, and, and be the player that you assumed he was going to be before all this information came out about the, the, everything that he went through. And that, so I still – I'm not going to ignore him. So, you know, he, the, the offensive defensive line, though, that is going to be my position of interest, uh, you know, first on the board. If you're Justin Fields, if you are Justin Fields' representative, if you're close to Justin Fields and you are interpreting this trade and what it means to you, first of all, you're euphoric. I think once you're done celebrating, though, you realize that this also, Tom, in my view, it puts some pressure on Justin Fields. It puts some pressure on him to, you know, reach that next level sooner rather than later. What Ryan Poles did in getting the draft capital he acquired from the Panthers was put himself in a position to, I think, and maybe this is reading too much into it, curious what you think, he protecting himself and the Bears from the possibility that Justin Fields doesn't take that step in 2023. And if he doesn't, he now has two first-round picks to do with what what he needs to do, if if Justin Fields isn't the guy, yeah, I, I agree. But you know, David um, and I, when I was on with uh, you and Molly during the course of the week, I think that um, Luke Getze and Justin Fields go hand in hand when you talk about his development, because this is not something that Justin's just going to do on his own. It's going to be positive reinforcement during all the practices and meetings that you get to go through with your coaching staff. It's making sure that you master that information. So when you say it in corrections need to be made to DJ or some other new players that Justin can make those corrections because he knows the offense so well. And so I, I really do believe when you get a quarterback in the second year of the same system and he becomes repetitive about the terminology, I, I do think that's when you're going to see the greatest strides of development by Justin. So um, I'm not asking Justin to show up at Hallis Hall when the work begins and do this single-handedly. I'm asking him to do it, to be a part of a guy that's going to be coached well and understand uh, you know, everything that Luke Getzey and everybody on that offensive sta- uh, staff is trying to say to him to improve him. Tom, when you found out the news on Friday afternoon, how surprised were you? Um. I, I really I wasn't surprised, and I'm glad it happened this far in advance of the draft because the right deal came around, and now uh, you're going to give Carolina a chance to have those 47 days to focus on all these quarterbacks to make their choice, but you're also going to give the Bears 
uh, a little bit of strategy time to either make another deal that can, you know, you know, supply you with more picks over the next couple of years, or you become determined, you, you know, to get a better understanding that who's going to be there about nine. And is this a player that can come in and fill a role that you desperately need? And, um, and I guess I'm going to talk about offense and defensive line till everybody's blue in the face, but I do think that's such a position of importance of need for improvement. If you are going to start competing for the, you know, division championships and then get deep into the playoffs, that position needs to be fortified. Those two positions need to be fortified as much as any position on the, on the field. How does what happened on Friday with the trade with the Panthers affect the move and direction the Bears begin to take the moment that free agency begins tomorrow night? Um, spend you, well, God, you know, it's just I mean, spending your money wisely first and foremost and understand um, how can you spend your money for a bona fide plug and play? There, this, you can't bring a, a, a free agent that's recovering from injury that you hope that can be ready by week one of the regular season. That doesn't cut it. You need a guy that's on the field and he's going through all the development uh, of whatever position he plays that you need him to go through in order to get ready for the regular season. So, um, gosh, I think it's an enviable position, but whomever that you try to uh, target in free agency, you got to make sure that those guys are uh, ready to ready and willing to live up to the money you're going to have to pay them, but come in here and not only provide a spark for themselves, but uh, provide a spark for the entire position they play. You know, we talked earlier this week about Orlando Brown Jr. and his potential fit with the Bears, and I think then – there's another guy, Mike McGlinchey, on the other side, the right tackle from the 49ers, who has been rumored to be a guy in, in the Bears' sights. And I, I don't know which one they prefer, Tom. I don't know which one they can afford. They can afford both of them, even with D.J. Moore's salary taking up $20 million under the cap this year. That's, this isn't an offseason to worry about your budget necessarily. But if you looked at both those guys and you had to prioritize – them in in the way of the Bears looking forward, what's the difference? What would be the best direction to go? And what do you think of both of them? You know, I, I do. I like both of them. You know, um, and it's but to me, you know, when you go back and you look at the the teams that have had success on the offensive line, and you look at what position has supported them the most to turn their offensive line into one of the better offensive line in the league it seems like it's always starts with an offensive tackle whether you go you know back to Zimbo Covert in 83 and you know we've, we've struggled to find that guy since then and it, you know so to me it's it's going to be hard for me to ignore the left tackle position as my priority because I do think with uh, Braxton Jones and even the possibility of Tevin Jenkins still being able to play right tackle. You do have guys that can slide over there and play immediately. If you can bring in a bona fide, uh, you know, all pro considered left tackle. And I I do think that's, uh, you know, such a position of importance because, you know, the, the creativity that Justin Fields has with his legs, you know, you're not looking for a left-handed quarter, a left, uh, left tackle because you have a right-handed quarterback. You got to put together 
an offensive line that's equally strong on both sides of the ball. Last thing before I let you go, Tom, and I really appreciate your time this morning. Sitting at number nine, there will be, I think, appropriate speculation that Peter Skronsky from Northwestern will be somebody on the board the Bears have to heavily consider. Regardless of what happens in free agency, I think you don't want to pass on somebody if you feel like he's the number one guy on your board. It might be a little bit redundant if you're signing a tackle and you're drafting one as well. But he has the issues with the short arms at the combine. He has things that people will point out. I I think when you look at his intangibles, there's a lot to like about Peter Skronsky. He is a local guy. He does have a a Packer uh, legacy in his family. But I just wonder, when you – have you evaluated him, and what do you think about the possibility of him being there at number nine? You know, I do think there is a possibility of, of being there at number nine. But, you know, I, I, I think when these guys, you know, point that, oh, he's got short arms, or I just think that's kind of just a cop-out, and uh, you, know, you know, evaluation of a player. Because if you're looking at an offensive tackle and you're looking at arm length more than you're looking at the, his, his, his feet ability – how quickly can he pitter-pat his feet in order to move around and block a defensive end? You're looking at the wrong, you're looking at the, the wrong weapon because feet are going to keep you in front of your opponent. Your arm length is, if you have extreme arm length and you have bad feet, you're just going to get holding calls. So to me, I like everything Skaronsky has, has done. He uh, you know, plays hard. He, you know, I think uh, Fitzgerald is a good uh, – college head coach to get these guys ready and you know to be able to play at the next level and so if you get a guy that maybe he has to play guard for a year if they do bring in an experienced left tackle or he's got to move over to right tackle I think he has those qualities so um, I would never turn away a quality offensive lineman because they are versatile and they can they can play a lot of different positions unless you get a guy like Jimbo or an Anthony Munoz, that's an exclusive left tackle throughout their whole career, and that's what they want to continue to play at this level, and that's what Orlando Brown did. You know, he always wanted to play left tackle, and that's what uh, that's what he was able to do. Tom, great stuff. I really appreciate you joining us on a Saturday morning. This is a big story, and having you put it into perspective helps a lot looking forward and, and – uh, and I think, uh, yeah, it's, it tells you how big of a deal this is that we're talking Bears on a Saturday morning in March yeah. with the you know, March madness around the corner and it's baseball spring training, and here we are, the Bears making some news, good news for a change. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, I think the being having the first pick in the draft did let up some, um, some uncertainty, but I think with the uh, trade being made, there's still uncertainty, but you're still going to have a, a variety of things to choose from. Thanks, Tom. Tom Thayer, the great Bears radio analyst here on The Score. We are talking Bears. We are talking big trade. We're talking moving down to the number nine spot and what they got in return. What do you think of DJ Moore as the number one wide receiver on your team? Is that a bad and wrong designation, as the texters keep telling me, stop referring to as a number one wide receiver? He is on the Bears. He is on that depth chart. He is yours now, and I think that you everything is relative and relative to what the Bears have. DJ Moore fits as your number one wide receiver. Maybe you think the Bears uh, should move down again. Maybe you think this puts pressure on Justin Fields. What do you think? 312-644-6767. We want to hear from you. This is a big enough deal to talk Bears until the top of the hour. I'm David Haw. You're listening to Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. 
we thought part of the thinking behind getting this done before free agency was that you would know if you landed on pick to trade for a veteran, if you could do that in the midst of free agency, if you could trade for a DeAndre Hopkins or wide receiver number one X. And instead of that timeline, they just made it part of this trade. Yeah. So I think on so many levels, it makes a ton of sense for what the Bears are trying to accomplish. Welcome back to Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Haw until 11 o'clock. No, this isn't inside the clubhouse. Usually is. This is inside the trade. The Bears made a big one. And we are talking about it until 11 o'clock. That was Robert Mays uh, talking about DJ Moore, the receiver the Panthers traded to the Bears along with some other draft picks. He was on the Athletic Football Show talking about the deal. And now we go back to our guest line sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Somebody else with some strong opinions, WGO's very own Jarrett Payton. Jarrett, thank you for joining us this morning. What is your reaction to Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Big trade. <laughs> there's, there's so much here, D-Haw. I mean, I wasn't expecting this on a Friday night, like a Friday <laughs> evening. I was looking I was looking forward to just kind of hanging out, relaxing a little bit, you know, maybe, you know, checking in on the Aaron Rodgers news. And Ryan Poles shows that he's in control, man, and that he is he's building this the right way. I was shocked at first when I saw the news jump off on Twitter with, uh, with Adam Schefter. And then next thing you know, I started reading down the – 
the line of what the Bears got, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then I get down to DJ Moore, and I was like, what? what? They get a number one receiver out of this as well? And just that one move offensively uh, just makes me look at the Bears offense just a little bit different now. And when you start – when I actually did it, and I, I – you guys, I have a hard time. I'm a visual guy being a football guy. So I literally went and put all the faces – of pictures of, of in, a, in a collage of what the Bears, you know, offenses look like skill position-wise. And I was like, holy cow, they just got literally over, got better overnight. Like, this is, this is going to be drastically different because now with DJ Moore being that guy can be the legit number one, now you have all the other guys that can play their positions where they're supposed to be and fill in those slots, right? Where where Chase Claypool doesn't have to be that, and the expectations when he came to town, he's not a number one, but he is a number two. I believe that uh, Darnell Mooney is a number two, but how you can use him now inside in the slot to be able to do the things that he can do and be a mix, uh, like a, a matchup problem for defenses, it's if everything works out the way it's supposed to and you start to build that offensive line as well and Justin feels comfortable, defenses are going to have to pick their poison about how they go about their business defending this team. And I was super excited. And hats off to Ryan Poles for, for pulling this thing off. He knew. He knew in his back pocket what he had. Everybody thought he was crazy doing all those interviews he, at the combine. He knew something. He knew something. He knew. He, Paul, he knew. He yeah. This dude knew. And, and I, I give him credit, man. Like, from this is it's tough. You're going into your second draft. You're if you're in the most storied franchise in all the NFL, the expectations are at a high level. And just being a fan, I was trying to play GM last night and literally had to like take a bunch of sips of water because I'm like, I can't make this decision. How do you make this decision? Like this is this is this is way too much. Um, he, because because you want them to draft running backs. You you probably no. want them to load up on running backs, right? No, but but you know what? Huh? That, that's the the hard part. Last night I was thinking about like that was as I started going down the checklist. What do you do at running back now? Like what do you what do you do with with David Montgomery who's sitting there? He's one of the top three that are like free agents that you can you know that are you're at the address and. I don't know. It's a difficult, well, Jared, difficult decision. It's a great point because now I do wonder this, big picture-wise. You talk about the running back position, maybe even the wide receiver position and free agency in the draft, and certainly your offensive line. But I wonder when you make a move like this and you get a wide receiver who is your number one, a guy who is durable but still tur- turning 26 years old next month, he's got a lot of football in front of him. How does that affect – either your your internal expectations, certainly ex- externally, there's a lot more excitement about 2023 than there was yesterday at this time. And I wonder how that affects the decisions you make about a free agent like Montgomery, somebody else at another position, like a wide receiver you might or might not draft, and what it does to your draft board. Uh, you know, I think it changes your draft board just a little bit. I, If it was me, Paul, I, I look at this as going – go about this the right way now. Like now everything kind of changes a little bit when now you have more draft picks. And and that's one thing that you, I want people to understand with me. I want as many, give me more picks. Having 10 picks in this draft is, is amazing. Like give me more picks. Cause then I have more cards in my pocket to be able to use, whether it's for this year or years to come. Right. If, and I know people don't want to kind of talk about that sometimes, but you have a quarterback position. I believe in Justin Fields and what he's all about. But more picks 
you start to think about the future. If things don't work out, right? Now what do you right. have in your pocket to be able to use for what's coming up next year? And I have no doubt in my brain, though, and in my heart, Justin Fields is the guy. Um, we're going to really see him, I think, take take flight with with what the Bears are going to do and what Ryan Poles is doing. I, I think it changes a little bit offensively. When it comes to that offensive line, I think you address it through free agency, right? If you can find a way to solidify your offensive line, pay some money there, not overspend, but if you can if you can solidify that, man, I would really just tune up on defense for the rest of for the draft. Like go through and really solidify those spots on on your defensive line, another cornerback, like really start setting things up. You need a linebacker as well. It's, if you can start figuring out those pieces, now you really have something because the back end of that defense, I think, is has the opportunity to be special. They they just have to keep growing, man. I'm a huge Jaquan Brisker fan. I think he is awesome. And we saw Kyler Gordon just get even more and more comfortable as the year went on, and I feel like that's going to happen as well. So if you can start solidifying these spots and filling in these holes, it might not take as long to get back to where I'm hoping that this organization can get back to if they make the right decisions. But that's on Ryan Poles now. Paul, he, he, he tore this thing down, and I give him credit. The hardest part is, is building it back up and making the right decisions when it comes to your roster and putting together the culture that you're trying to set as well. Great point. Last thing for you, Jared. I think that when you look at where they are now in the draft, your thought process at nine, much different than it is at one, much different than it is in the top five when you're talking about risk-reward. Do you feel like if the Bears are at nine and Jalen Carter is on the board that he would be worth the risk? Um. I'm going to be honest with you, Hall. I've, I only know what kind of everybody else knows about the situation. And I talked about this last night with Grody and, I, and Gabe. I, I, if you do your homework and you figure out that, you know, he's, everything's all clear and you feel comfortable, and Ryan Poles feels comfortable with bringing him into the fold, um, do your due diligence. And if that's the case – you can make that decision. I, I don't want that to sacrifice the culture that you're bringing, that you're trying to create, though, at Howis Hall. If that's going to affect that, then as much as I love the talent-wise, I would steer away from it if you don't think it's going to kind of be that cohesive glue that's going to kind of stick together with what you're trying to build. But, man, when you look at generational-type players that are, come out in the draft, and especially on the defensive side, he has the potential to be that guy for the Chicago Bears. Like, he re- he literally does. And a, for a position that is so key in what Matt Eberflus is trying to build on his defense, um, that could be that key that makes everybody around him better. So it's hard. If he slips to nine, I would I would have a hard time not selecting him at nine. But everything has to check out first because – you got to feel comfortable. You're making a big decision on, on, a, on a, a key player in the first round that you're hoping to be that generational type player for your organization. If there are character flaws there, then I would steer away. But I would say this, Doha, I've been in the position of being on one of those teams in college that is bigger than life. And, and when you're in a town and people are pushing stuff aside and sweeping things under the rug and not you're not getting in trouble because it seems like – a lot of these guys were racing and doing this type of stuff, and people were kind of giving them a pass. It's hard for these young men at that age to 
everybody's going to make mistakes. They are. Everybody's going to make mistakes. It's how do they learn from those mistakes? And um, when I was at Miami, that's the deal that we had, too. I mean, we, I said yesterday, we were bigger than the Marlins. We were bigger than the, the Dolphins and the Heat. I mean, those guys were – we'd be out at South Beach. they try to get in the clubs with us. And they're making millions of dollars, and we were just some college kids, right? Cause we were so were you guys. guys. Yeah, I, 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 listen, I wasn't making anything. <laughs> I know that for sure. I was – but I know – um, that's another story for another time, Hall. Huh? Yeah, we'll save that one, Jared. He's one that's of those good. guys, man. So I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Jared, thanks so much for your insight. Really appreciate your time because it's good perspective to hear. Jared Payton from WGN joining us here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We are talking Bears. We are talking trade. We're talking to you, 312-644-6767. Let's go back to the score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter. Beat the books. And I think that Wilson, you're still in Lockport. You're still hanging in there. Wilson, welcome to the score. David Hall, how are you today, sir? Happy Saturday. Hosting Inside the Barricade, right? That's right. There we go. Thank you for the title. <laughs> no problem. Hey, first things first. Sean Sears open today was amazing. That that was that was just top notch. So that 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 was like literally hearing about the trade all over again. So shout out to Sean for what he did on that open. Um I'm ecstatic, man. Uh I love the fact that you've You've acquired a legitimate weapon. Whether people want to claim he's the number one or not, it doesn't matter. It's another weapon on this offense that is a proven has proven NFL chops. It's not a gamble. It also allows that 2024 uh, pick from Carolina. You've weakened Carolina. They're going to have a rookie quarterback. They have little to no weapons around him, and their best weapon is now your number one wide receiver. I also love the fact that at number nine, Holes can sit there. He doesn't have to do another thing until draft night. At number nine, if Carter's there, I, I think you gotta you got to take him, but I don't think he makes it there. I actually think that the Bears are going to end up trading down again, or I'm hoping so because I think that maybe Richardson, you know, is potentially still there at number nine, and you're getting a call from Washington or Tampa Bay to go down to 15 or 19 and just load up on more draft picks. That allows you to take – significantly more high upside players, a little bit more of a risk, but you're also going to probably get their first, second, and fourth for that move to just go eight spots. Or you can use the Justin Fields trade. We gave up a, we gave up a, what was it, a third and a next year's first as well to swap picks to go up to number 11. Good memory. Yeah, they did exactly that, and I think they feel pretty good about that today. And, Wilson, great analysis of where the dra- the Bears are in the draft position and what their options are for Ryan Poles moving forward. Let's go back to the phone lines. Fred is in River Forest. Fred, welcome to the score. Hey, how's it going? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, so no uh, I had a lot of time to think, you know, through what, through what uh, Jarrett was talking about and, and even the previous caller. So I'm thinking next move here, uh, I'd like to see the Bears sign all these offensive linemen. I'm a big fan of – strictly dealing in quarterbacks, receivers, and linemen. I feel like they hold value even when, you know, you need to move them or they need to go somewhere. Uh, so I'd like to see them do that. I, I, I don't think anything – I'm not worried about unconventional. I think that's the theme from the get-go. Like, nobody's ever been in this spot, so you need to start thinking about doing things that nobody's ever done before. Go ahead and sign Brown, McGlitchin, lock those guys up, go after Washington, get them on the horn – I'd like to see them go get Terry McLaurin. I I really want him get that money. You got three first round picks. You can part ways with one. 
make a package deal, like figure that out. You get McLaurin, that's a number one guy. That's a number one guy. You're, you're, I, I love your ambition, Fred. I think it's a little greedy. I think it's a little greedy only because you just got a number one wide receiver and you still have a roster that isn't necessarily flowing with talent. You've got a lot of other needs. I think you have to prioritize what you're missing right now. And still it remains defensive and offensive lines. So I think you start with Orlando Brown Jr. And I said facetiously yesterday, kind of get carried away with Molly. I said, you know what? This idea that he doesn't fit the scheme, change the scheme. Somebody comes at me at Twitter and they get their little moment, whatever. You don't change the entire scheme. That is not the literal sense of what we were referring to. We had a conversation about, with Tom, which Tom Thayer, frankly, uh, agreed with. You make tweaks. You find a way. You adjust. You adapt. You find somebody who is a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle, and you make it work. Luke Getzey's a creative guy. Had he not tweaked the scheme for Justin Fields and his special set of talent, this would not be happening right now. Justin Fields would still be a frustrated game-breaker inside a prototypical quarterback's body. So what you do is you make adjustments along the way depending on the players who are available. And right now, Orlando Brown Jr., to me, is the number one player available. And boy, would that be a weekend, Sean Sears. 5.30 Monday morning, the Mullen Haw Show. We'd be coming shot out of a cannon if we have to talk about the trade they made on Friday and the deal they struck on early Monday morning in the wee hours. Wow, that would be a lot of fun. And, you know, it's not impossible, people. It's not impossible. All right, 312-644-6767. One more segment to hear from you. What do you think of the trade? David Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I, I, as excited as we are, I think the guy who is the most excited is Justin Fields. And the thing I like about this, you know, not waiting, is you're getting this guy in here. He's going to have some time to work with QB1. So now you got Claypool has the off season. DJ Moore has an off season. Now you got Mooney, obviously his best friend, the guy throws with all the time. You're going to get these three guys together. You're going to put in some serious work this off this off season. You get comfortable with each other. Welcome back, six seventy. The score, David Haw to eleven o'clock. Final segment talking about the Bears' big trade. That was Clay Harbor Friday night here with Gabe and Grody. Good stuff. Uh, five hours talking Bears, and we're talking again this morning because of the deal. By the way, I think I said something that may technically not be true. The tampering period, the legal tampering period, doesn't officially start until some point Monday morning, business hours, whatever the case may be. If you think that they're not talking, if you think they don't know what's going to happen, it's very naive. That's what the weekend is for. But okay, I technically... At 5.30, when Molly and I come, we'll be shot out of a cannon anyway. We'll, there'll be some leak somewhere. We'll be excited about this. We'll be excited about our, our brackets. I don't know what it will be, but we'll be fired up. So join us Monday morning, 5.30, Molly and Haw. Okay, that's my commercial and the promo. Let's get back to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. Derek is on the west side. Derek, welcome to the score. Hey, how's it going, David? Good. Okay, a couple things. Uh, one of the other callers touched on um, what I wanted to say about uh, Carolina is basically in a rebuild, which is almost going to give us hopefully a, a, another top five pick next year. And, and what that would do is instead of putting Justin Fields on the clock, it's actually putting Mooney and, and Claypool on the clock. And, and more, too, because with that pick, we could possibly pick up Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, which would definitely solidify 
our offense and, and have us moving forward in the direction that we've never seen before from the Chicago Bears. It's just good that finally in a trade that we not the ones that got hosed. <laughs> Derek, that's a great point. There is a feeling out there beyond Chicago that Ryan Poles got it done. Yeah, this is his one shining moment. I know he's faced a lot of criticism. And some of it, much of it, most of it, he's earned in the first year on the job. There have been some missteps. There have been some questionable decisions. I don't like the Roquan Smith trade. It's still not going to revisit that. It's okay. But I think you have to give him credit where it's due, and he earned it. This was a bold move. This was a big swing, and it feels like he connected. This feels like a no-doubter. This feels like a 447-foot shot to left center for all you baseball fans who miss inside the clubhouse. That's my baseball reference this hour. So Ryan Poles deserves credit for not being afraid to make a mistake. That sometimes gets overlooked. You get young guys, you get young executives, and they are timid. They're apprehensive, and they let the fear of failure paralyze them into doing nothing. This is something. This is big. And I think the Bears will benefit not only in the short term, but you could make the argument that this will help them sustain success in a way that they've identified they want to. This is the odd move that I feel like it represents the urgency of the moment in getting a wide receiver that you can call your number one wide receiver while also accumulating assets that can help you be better later. And it also protects you against the possibility that Justin Fields takes a step backward in 2023. I don't expect that to happen, for the record. I think that I, if I had to check a box, do you believe in Justin Fields, yes or no? Nothing is that simple, and it certainly isn't an argument that is that black or white. But I think if you had to check a box, it would, yes, I believe in Justin Fields. I think the Bears have to. And to pivot away from that would have taken them further away from being back in contention. It would have been a move that would not have been in the best interest of their short or long-term futures. You have to ride this out. You have to see this through. And this now puts Justin Fields in the best position possible in year three of succeeding. Go out and buy an offensive line now, Ryan Poles. You got a wide receiver now. Justin Fields can do the rest. Maybe you add David Montgomery back into the mix as a affordable running back option but you've got your guy on the perimeter he's not the same receiver but when we talk about Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts and the arc and the similar paths that they are taking to Justin Fields DJ Moore is his AJ Brown AJ Brown made an impact on the Eagles immediately they went after him to help Jalen Hurts to change their offense. They had a much more sophisticated, developed offensive line, offensive approach, but that is what they did in going out and making that big, bold trade last offseason. This year, they got the Bears did the same. DJ Moore is their version of A.J. Brown, and we'll see what happens next. This has been a ton of fun. This has been something we needed to do because of the big trade on Friday afternoon that surprised the heck out of everybody, including me on my jog a mile and a half out. Boy, did I run back fast. 
my golden retriever's looking up at me like, why are we going so fast? I said, I got to get back, Clyde. There's things to do. Podcast to cut. All right, Steve Rosenblum is next. Thank you to Mully. Mike Mulligan from the Mully and Haw Show. Thank you to Tom Thayer at the top of the hour joining us. And thank you to Jarrett Payton. And thank you to you out there in the audience calling, participating, most of all listening and texting. Steve Rosenblum right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score. I'm David Haw. Talk to you Monday morning at 530. This is The Score, Chicago Sports Radio 670. I'm on it. See ya. Go Bears! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.